The 222 Podcast is brought to you by ClingersPubs.com. Three fantastic locations, and you have to visit all three. It's like when you go to the world of Game of Thrones, Westeros. If you're watching Game of Thrones, you're not feeling satisfied until you visit numerous kingdoms, Daniel. Yeah, it's true. <laughs> is that true? It's facts. It's facts. So you got to visit all three of Clinger's kingdoms. You got the original kingdom, which would be like King's Landing, Clinger's on Carsonia. They're right there on Carsonia Avenue in Pennside, famous for great food and, of course, beer. Stop by for daily specials and happy hours Monday through Thursday with $2 domestic drafts. Don't forget about Clinger's of Fleetwood, which would be like Winterfell. Winterfell is how you would think about Clingers of Fleetwood, a little bit north of of like uh, King's Landing, but yeah. not north of the Wall. I love these uh, these you know parallels that you're drawing here. Then you have the brand new location, Clingers at the airport, and Clingers at the airport would be like a third kingdom that I'm blanking on that I can't think of right now. Let's call it let's call it Dragonstone. Clingers at the airport is Dragonstone, which, by the way, makes 100% sense because that's where Khaleesi and her dragons live. Planes fly into the airport. Visit all three of the fantastic locations. Clingers on Carsonia, Clingers of Fleetwood, and Clingers at the airport. Like them on Facebook, and why not visit them online? Clingerspubs.com. Clingerspubs.com. You're going to have a fantastic time. Who doesn't like wings, burgers, tacos? Uh, steaks, chicken, uh, seafood. Who doesn't like all that stuff that goes along with cold beer? I like everything that you named. You can't you can't find anything wrong with any of those things. So get to clingerspubs.com and have a wonderful time. This is uh, episode sixty two of the two twenty two podcast. Robbie still uh, eventually dealing with the birth of his son. We wish them the very best. They are uh, going through it right now. Everyone's fine. Everyone's healthy. Uh, it's just the kid is taking its flipping time at this point. Uh, they're still dealing with contractions, and uh, we wish them nothing but the best. Sometime in the next four days or so, they should have a brand new bouncing Lessig baby boy. And it will be the grandest of entrances. It will and be the most anticipated of yeah. entrances. Get the ticker tape ready. Every day I text him, what's up? Nothing. And you can tell that. And you just, can, yeah. Yeah. Even in the text, you can read the tone. And I feel so bad for him. Yeah. And mostly I feel so bad for Leah, yeah. who is just going through it right now. So hang in there, Lessigs. Uh, it's all going to be worth it in the end. And you're going to have that little guy, that little Chase Lessig, that's going to be running around and driving you crazy for the next 18 to 20 years. So Robbie is out. Dan is in. We've got a fun show planned for you. Dan and I have each had a week, so we'll have some fun with that. And I have a story that we're most definitely going to talk about because I think it's a little it's a little dark. Like I I don't have a problem with it in general, but just the whole tone of the story to me, I can see why other people maybe think it's a little wanky, if you know what I mean. Yeah, I can I can see where you're getting at. Like in general, I don't mind what this whole story is about, but there's a lot of people online who are in a fervor over it and I kind of get where they're coming from. There, there's always a fervor online, I know, and though. most of the time it's like, oh, shut up. Just shut up. Yeah, it's but, a cup. <laughs> you know? <laughs> the dress is blue. Yes, thank you. For the love of God, the dress is blue. But this kind of, I can see where some of the crazies are coming from. 
So we'll get into that and much, much more. It's episode 62 of the 222 podcast, and it gets started, well, right about now. Flight directors, I want the go, no, go for launch. Retro. Go flight. Booster. Go flight. Inco. Go flight. Trajectory. Go flight. Fido. Go flight. Ava. Go flight. Capcom Freedom. Go flight. Capcom Independence. Go flight. All right, ladies and gentlemen, it's pucker time. Oh, not again. This is the 222 Podcast with Mike Keller. The jerk store called. They're running out of you. And Robbie Lessig. You just made the list. Follow the show on Facebook at facebook.com slash Mike and Robbie and at Mike and Robbie on Twitter. Plus, you can send them an email at 222M&R at gmail.com. We're ready to believe you. Now, here's Mike. It's Miller time. Yes, it is. Welcome, welcome, uh, welcome to this episode 62 of the 222 podcast right here on readyneagle.com slash 222. You can, of course, always get us on your Apple podcast app. And we're available up on Podbean, whether you go to podbean.com or you download the Podbean application right there on your smartphone, P-O-D-B-E-A-N. Download it, take us with you where they go. We'd love to hear from you. Reach out and touch us on social media, facebook.com slash Mike and Robbie, and on Twitter, at Mike and Robbie. You can always drop us an email. Riley. <laughs> Riley, we miss you. We do. Come back to us, Riley. Please. Uh, that's 222MNR at gmail.com. Uh, drop us an email. We'd love to hear from you. We, of course, have our two new drinks and our two new snacks, which we will get into. And uh, my drinks and my snacks were here when I got here, which has a lot to do with the fact that I live here at the 222 World Headquarters. We're here uh, in my basement recording the podcast. Dan went to the store and was feeling really good about himself. I was really excited. I even texted you and said, oh, Mike, I stocked up on snacks. I got a big old bag. And I was really proud of myself and excited. And then I pull up and we have about five minutes till showtime and I look to my right and realize I did not bring this giant bag of what at least half a dozen snacks. So I didn't even have one snack. Not one. Yeah. So I called Mike and uh, luckily my mom was a great mom and helped me out. So how far do you live from here? Only about 12 minute drive. 12 minutes. You made your mom. She didn't meet me here. (laughs) She met you halfway. Halfway. So six minutes. What you should have done was just have your mom come to the 222 studios. And join the podcast. And she could have sat in with us. Yeah. Well, instead I I called her in a panic (laughs) and I said, Mom, I forgot my snack. I felt like such an idiot, Mike, because I was even so proud of myself for, for having them. Here's the text I got from Dan. I loaded up on snacks for weeks to come. LOL. <laughs> See you. you made me sound so bit. lame. Are kids still LOLing? Apparently they are. Apparently this kid is still LOLing. I'm not a kid, I guess, but I'm still LOLing. Also, Strong. not only did that disappoint Dan, but I disappointed him when he walked in here because <laughs> I told him that, hey, we can't do Facebook Live tonight because I was golfing in a golf tournament. Well, I was in a golf tournament. You could barely call what I was doing golfing, but I was in a golf tournament. My phone's a little dead, didn't get to charge it, and you need at least. 80% because Facebook Live is just a power sucker. So I told him we're not going to be Facebook Living. And for the second time, and I think 
of the last like 20 episodes, we've only not Facebook lived like three times. Yeah. <laughs> like three of, or four. Two of those times yeah. you were here and you wore a special shirt that yeah. you must think looks just fabulous that I, you wanted to share with the folks on Facebook. Yeah, I think I I fill it out nicely. <laughs> I think it's a nice looking shirt. It's a it's an eagle shirt, but like it's it's a different kind of shirt. You yes. know, it has a button and I everything. Like it. That's what I'm saying. I wanted the Facebook live audience to see it and uh I've worn it now twice and each time I was I was just my hopes were dashed. I can't say I don't like the shirt. It's a very it's a handsome shirt and Thanks. I guess I guess you do fill it out. <laughs> If you want, I can take a picture of. Uh, I'll take a picture, folks, and on Monday I'll post it with the episode and put it up on uh, Facebook.com/slash Mike and Robbie with just the question. I'll do a little vote. I think you make polls on Facebook. There we go. I know we can definitely do it on Twitter. Does Dan fill this shirt out? I think we have a vote. Yes, or we no. have a poll, and it's like a Henley shirt. Yeah, it's cool, and it's the. Uh, it's. I'm gonna touch it. It's like the tech material. Yeah. It's sweat wicking, moisture wicking, which is and, good. Yeah, it's the two toned like gray with a black. Uh, uh, black torso, gray sleeves, and it has a gray pocket that you could put pens or maybe some trident in, mm-hmm. and then go ahead and has the Eagles a logo right there on the pocket. It's a very handsome Nike shirt. That's what I'm saying. So I wanted to share that with the Facebook Live audience, and both times, man. I let you down. Dashed. But we'll, we'll get it out there. We'll get, get the it out there. Going. Here's what we can do. A big announcement we're going to start the show with. <laughs> big announcement here on the 222 Podcast. Drum roll, please. Next week... On Saturday, September 2nd, the 222 podcast is going to be recording live at the Taste of Hamburger Festival. How ladies and gentlemen. That's exciting. Now, I cannot tell you an exact time, nor can I tell you an exact location. This is why it's very important that you go ahead and you like us on Facebook and follow at least me on Twitter at Mike Keller W E E U, but please follow the show on Twitter as well at Mike and Robbie because I will post a location. It's going to be in the two to two thirty time frame is when we will start recording at the Taste of Hamburger Fest out in Hamburg, Pennsylvania. And if you've never been to the Taste of Hamburger Fest, you are missing out. It's one of the great. Uh, I'm going to call it a Berks County treasure. I would 100% agree. I think I've been going for three years now, and uh, each year I look forward to it, and each year I stuff myself way more than I should. Yeah, I don't really enjoy doing Saturday live broadcasts. They're not my cup of tea. Except this one. There's numerous reasons why I don't like to do them. So when I do them, either uh, I was requested by a client uh, a salesperson guilted me into it, or it's one that I was requested and I'm super excited about. And there's two of those coming up. Uh, the Taste of Hamburger Fest is one I've been doing. This is either my fourth or fifth year awesome. that I've been uh, doing the live broadcast from the Taste of Hamburger Fest on the radio. So I'll be there from 11 to 1 on WEEU. Then I have to, I have to uh, be a hamburger judge for they one really of the twisted uh, your arm on that one, Mike. <laughs> I have to try eight different delicious hamburgers. My email must have gotten lost. <laughs> In the spam folder or something. Keep working, kid. <laughs> we'll get there one day. It's something to kind of aspire to. Yeah, it is. Maybe one day. Maybe it one is. day. So I will uh, judge the hamburger contest. That usually takes about an hour or so. Then I'll need like a buffer. I'll need a couple minutes to collect myself to digest the copious amounts of burger that I've just stuck down my gullet. And then after that happens, uh, we will sit down and we will record the 222 podcast at the Taste of Hamburger Festival. It's going to be our first out and about live broadcast and Robbie 
is absolutely heartbroken that he's not going to be there. I think, Dan, you're going to be able to work out your schedule, that you're going to be able to join me, and we're also going to be joined by Hamburg resident Kate Schmate is going to be out there with us. Oh, so Kate. it's going to be a nice threesome out there at the Taste of Hamburger Festival, and we're going to have a great time. We're uh, going to talk with some folks from the Taste of Hamburger Festival, and we'll, of course, have some drinks and some snacks. It's going to be just a blast out there. I cannot wait for next Saturday. So keep following us on Facebook, facebook.com slash Mike and Robbie. Keep following us on Twitter, at Mike and Robbie, and keep uh, looking for our broadcast location and planning to come out and at least say hi to us next uh, Saturday, September 2nd at the Taste of Hamburger Festival. And will they have a tofu burger there for Kate? I, I know uh, she's not a big meat eater. I would love, like, I don't know. I don't know <laughs> what the chances are, but I would love to see Kate. Like, when was the last time you think Kate had a burger? She couldn't even tell you, probably. Yeah, I, we're gonna have to. We're gonna have to sit down and we're gonna have to get to some hard meat facts yeah. when it comes to Kate. Yeah, is it might like a, a meat intervention? <laughs> yes. <laughs> we're gonna dive deep into the whole meatdom yeah. that is uh, Kate's mate, but it's gonna be a great time. I'm really looking forward to it. And then definitely, if you can't make it out for that one, uh, keep listening because in just a couple weeks after that. Uh, there's going to be another location that I think we're going to be broadcasting live from as well. Uh, it involves two of my very favorite things in the world. Even might even be more favorite than burgers. Really? This is an entire uh, event that it revolves around pretzels, uh, which are one of my top two or three snacks. I yeah. eat pretzels every day of my life. I eat pretzels and beer. There's nothing better than pretzels and beer. So just keep listening. We will have an announcement on that sometime in the very, very, very near future. So as I said um, this afternoon, I was asked to play in a golf tournament. And normally I get very fired up for scrambles because they're so much fun. If you don't know what a scramble is, you have four guys in a team or four golfers on a team. I don't want to be sexist. You can have four ladies. You can have two guys and two ladies. You can have three ladies and one guy. You can have three guys and one lady. Wow. You can have all four ladies or you can just have anything you want. It doesn't matter. Wow. Anybody can play golf in a scramble. It is totally Wonderful. Look Love at that scrambles. In inclusivity. Everybody hits a shot. You pick the best shot. Everyone collects their bowls, except for the person who hit the best shot. Then everyone who hit bad shots drops their bowls at the place where the good shot is, and everyone hits That's a awesome. shot from there. It's a fun time. I play in a lot with my dad and my uncle and my dad's neighbor. We've been doing it for years, and we have so many laughs. And I was asked from uh, by my boss, Mike Faustin, your boss, and our CFO, uh, Sean Ma- Maliatu, who's a wow. great guy, and uh, Ron Kozak also played with us from the Red Eagle, and we were going to play in this scramble today and uh, I was kind of brought in as the quote-unquote ringer which right away that's not good I don't like (laughs) yeah because then that's just pressure on you it's unneeded pressure and number one I am okay at golf I will say that and I have my moments where I can be very good at golf but I am really inconsistent especially when I haven't played in like three weeks and I haven't played in like three weeks so Uh I didn't even touch clubs in like three weeks so I kept being told hey (laughs) you're a ringer so you got to carry us you're a ringer so I went in with way too much pressure because these people don't care they really don't care they're not golfers so anything I do as a person who plays golf is going to be impressive in some way, shape, or form, but because I'm a raging lunatic, (laughs) I build it up in my mind that I have to go out there or I'm going to embarrass myself at every turn. And, of course, 
the first handful of shots. I went up there, and the first shot I hit was a giant duck hook right into the trees. Oh, no. And it's so embarrassing. I just start beating myself up, and I just I wish I didn't do it. But now whenever I see my daughter do stuff like that, I'm like, well, it's not her fault. I've ingrained it in her with my stupid and my faulty fault. genes. Yes, it's my fault. That's rough. So I'm playing this. I'm not playing great. And then I finally did get into the groove a little bit. I hit some good tee shots, hit some decent irons, and was able to not totally and utterly embarrass myself with my play. But I did do something that I have never done before. And, of course, I do it in front of my boss, Mike Faust. And I do it in front of the chief financial officer of Reading Eagle Company, Sean Maliatu, a man who, if you're like making the hierarchy of a company CFO, that's pretty close to the very tippy top, the pinnacle of yeah. a company structure. Yeah, anything with a C and O in it is normally good. <laughs> yes, yes. It's, it's chief something. It's chief something. Yeah. Like you and I don't have those letters oh, in our no. job titles. No. Yes. I don't have any letters in my job titles. They make a word. Yeah. They, I, aren't, they aren't just indistinct letters. That's how you know you made it. When you start having just letters. Like yeah. when, when your job title is morning show host and promotions director, it's no good. Yeah. Yeah. When now if they start calling you MHS. MS. It still doesn't have the same ring to and it. And I screwed up the order. I yeah. screwed up the order. See, that's why you don't have it. That's why I don't have it. <laughs> I'm the CD, the chief doofus. I did it today. There's a little trick you can do when you're riding in a golf cart and playing in a scramble because you try to play quickly because everybody wants to get out and just get done and get back for the food and the drink. That's what it's all about. It's more of a, uh, for most people in a scramble, it's more of a social gathering and a charity thing than it is really trying to go out and win a golf tournament. Mm -hmm. So uh, we were playing, uh, the whole round was just playing really slow. It wasn't us. We were waiting a lot, much like uh, the people in front of us. It was just a very, very slow round of golf. The first nine holes took like three plus hours. It was brutal. So wow. you're trying to speed up when you can. And part of speeding up in a scramble is when you're collecting the balls that are no good, you just kind of scoop them up while the cart's moving. Ah. So I was driving. And one of the balls came up on my side. So, and I had done this successfully, mind you, three to four times in the last half an hour to 45 minutes. So you thought you were a pro at it already. I've done it numerous times yeah. in my life. This is no big deal, as the kids say. Okay. It's a piece of cake. Mm -hmm. What do you kids say? What's the word for, like, steez? I was doing it earlier, by the way, with so much steez. Yeah, you got it. That there was an ooze on the seat. That's how much steez I was doing. Well, you can't get more steezy if there's no. ooze coming out. The seat was extra steezy, and I had to warn the uh, clubhouse. <laughs> I'm like, hey, you're going to have to hose down that cart because I steezed all over it. I was just it. about to say, I steezed. <laughs> I don't know if you can make steeze into a verb. You did. But I just did. Yeah. So I was just killing it as far as picking up golf balls. That's what they say. I was the man. So I go to scoop up one, and as I'm scooping up the one I'm going for, I realize bonus ball and as a golfer like i have a certain type of golf ball that i like mm -hmm. and it's a very popular ball if you watch golf at all you've uh, or you just play golf ever in your life you've probably heard of a titleist yes and they make a pro v1 golf ball oh. which uh to buy a dozen costs like 50 bucks so Jeez. if you find it's terrible it so terrible. if you find like a decent pro v golf ball on a golf course that's like winning the lottery it's, it's amazing like if you divide 50 by 12 that's a four dollar golf ball Four plus dollar golf ball. That's a scratch off ticket. It's like finding a five dollar bill on the golf course, basically. One hundred percent. So every time you see a golf ball that isn't yours and there's no one around and you can just pick it up because people lose golf balls all the time, I get very excited and in my mind I'm hoping to God it's a Pro V one. So I pick up the first one, scoop it, put it in my other hand, and I'm driving now with a golf ball in the steering wheel hand and I'm ready to scoop up this next one. 
Well, as I go to scoop it up, like there was only 10 feet in between. So I did this not only quickly, but I did it gracefully. Yeah, with dexterity as well. Yes, and because I'm leaning out. It was like ever seeing a rodeo when a uh, cowboy rides like side saddle. Yeah. That's what I was doing. That's awesome. Thank you. That sounds so All cool. All I needed need was that on video. a lasso, a cowboy hat, and some chaps. <laughs> And let me tell you, the doggies, they would have come a-running. I can do without the chaps. <laughs> Everyone could do without the chaps. You might be right. So I'm leaning over, and I go to get the second one, and I got a little overexcited, and I missed it. And instead of just letting it go and circling around like a normal human being would do, I tried to, like, double back with my arm. No. And as I doubled back and I leaned... Do you remember when I went for a run? This is one of the first times you ever went in the podcast. <laughs> yes. And I tripped, and I fell for what was quite literally 25 feet. Yeah, it was nearly an eternity. <laughs> I started falling out of the cart. I with, remember that. <laughs> but now I'm falling out of the golf cart. No, As no. I reach back, my boss is sitting next to me, and the chief financial officer is 25 yards behind me in another cart watching the whole scenario go down. Oh, no. He had a prime view. So I'm falling out. And all I hear is Mike Faust going, Mike Keller, Mike Keller, Mike Keller. Because Mike loves to call everyone. By their full by name. Their full name. <laughs> For whatever reason. Like if he knew your middle name, God love the guy. Oh, yeah. If he knew your middle name and your nickname as a child, he would throw them all out If there. he knew your confirmation name, he would oh, yeah. throw that in as yeah, well. Yeah, he would definitely throw that <laughs> yeah. in. Yeah. So I'm falling out. And as I'm falling, I hear Mike Keller, Mike Keller, Mike Keller. And my one leg's down. For some reason, <laughs> my one leg's on the ground with my arm and this like scampering along the side of the car as the cart's moving. And the really stupid thing I did wasn't even doubling back for the ball. It was not taking my right foot off the accelerator of the golf cart. Oh, my goodness. This so the, is just rough. The golf cart remains floored, and we're going down an open oh field. I'm falling out, and as I'm falling, <laughs> I got, like, one foot in the ground. My left hand's almost touching the grass, and I'm starting what can only be the slowest tumble out of a golf cart in the history of mankind. <sighs> it was so slow that Mike must have said my name at least three and a half Four times, for sure. It's Mike Keller, Mike Keller, Mike Keller, Mike Keller. Sounds Mike... like in a show when someone gets woken up out of a dream and the person's just over him repeating the same line over and over and over. Mike Keller, Mike Keller. And Jeez. as I'm falling, like, for a split second, there is this, like, minute where I'm like, I could seriously get injured here. Like, yeah. It's yeah my... No, that sounds, like, dangerous. Yeah, like, my leg could go under the car. That's what I was thinking. I'm glad that you're not injured because if you're reaching back, like, you could have hyperextended something, pulled something. I, I was more worried about my left leg getting, like, pulled under the cart and me doing some kind of weird matrix thing you know in the matrix when neo got out of the way of that bullet and he was like completely bent over or like his <laughs> calves were touching his back yeah which is physically impossible well, i thought i was gonna end up in that position and i'm not very bendy it sounds like you were near it i was pretty near it. like oh i needed God. a long flowing leather jacket and sunglasses <laughs> that really would never stay on anyone's face and as i'm falling out i'm like kind of leaning kind of scared but Mike Faust yelling my name over and over <laughs> it's again. It's probably the worst part of the whole ordeal. <laughs> for some reason, made me laugh. So have you ever been in a precarious position where you don't really have control of your body, but you're laughing at the same time? Now you're you're screwed. Yeah. So I'm, I fall out of the cart. No. All the way. I'm able to, like, leap away from the cart. Nimble. So, so I don't get caught underneath it in some sort of weird, uh, almost wood chipper-esque situation. So I come out. I do some weird, and this, I think this looked pretty cool. <laughs> I, I wasn't there. I can't confirm or deny it, but the story is sounding pretty steezy. I feel like I did a somersault, went ass overhead, 
<laughs> never a good thing. Came up, popped up, got back in the cart, and the cart never stopped moving. That's incredible. <laughs> that is awesome. That is a win right there. That is that is Keller Luck turned around. And I popped up smiling. That's awesome. That I wish I would have seen that on film. I mean, it was probably to, in your head, it probably looked a lot less actually, you know, coordinated than it actually did. I'm sure you just rolled front handspring and like <laughs> clap. Yeah, like a like a Russian gymnast. I should have if I nailed the landing and like bowed to the uh, Swedish that judge. That would have been awesome. I feel like I would have gotten perfect tens, tens easily. I'd it sounds like you stuck the dismount. I mean, I'm sure it just you could even hear it. Just the feet digging in. I popped up, got back in the car, and I was laughing the whole time. And he's That's awesome. And Mike's like, Mike Keller, Mike Keller, Mike Keller, are you okay? And I'm just, I'm like, I think I'm all right. I don't feel any sharp pains. Ugh. The only thing was the only like evidence that I <laughs> fell out of the golf cart was the fact that the side of my shorts were grass stains. Ah, see that, but that's a battle scar. It really is a battle scar, and that's awesome. I th- I think for once, you know, something that actually was Keller luck turned into you looking really cool. Well, the month started with probably the least athletic thing I've ever done, and losing control of my body when I ran into that woman playing charity <laughs> softball. <laughs> So it was only up from there. And I believe now it's ending with some kind of weird, like, uh, stunt show-esque uh, exit from a golf cart wow. that will be talked about in the annals of Chapel Hill golf course history. There you go. I Mike feel Keller, like- front handspring, looking like the daredevil of Hell's Kitchen. <laughs> I wish I would have seen it. That sounds awesome. I feel like I nailed it. Now, I didn't get to see it, and it could be a lot worse. I felt like a complete just turd i'll need to ask sean because it sounds like sean saw the whole thing so i think i'll be talking to the cfo and i'll be seeing was this a feat of uh athleticism or was it just you know dumb luck yeah yeah it's probably somewhere in between yeah let's be honest uh but when i tell the story monday morning on the radio because i'm going to have to tell the story in the weu morning show definitely uh, it's going to have a little twist to it because i am going to tell it as if mike faust pushed me out of the golf cart well <laughs> I said, by the way, you know, <laughs> boss man, that uh, as a person who gets to talk first on the radio. Yeah, he can't. He cannot uh, deny that story no. until about nine o'clock in the morning. And there will be three hours of uh, <laughs> of some already pretty laid foundation yeah. of a, a story that he might not be able to work an alibi out. Of. I'm going to work out all the details. I'm going to work out uh, like an exact order. I'm what I might do is. Uh, I might storyboard it. Ah, uh-huh. that's smart. That's <laughs> definitely smart. And then I have the exact, uh, I have the exact, uh, like a, a, a sequence of events absolutely worked out. I think that's smart because then you got to keep to that story and stick with that formula. Because I don't think I'm going to go with he pushed me out with his hands. I think I'm going to go with he used his foot. It was like a Sparta type to move. Eject me <laughs> out of the cart. That's just the that's the way I'm leaning right now. I have to tune in Monday morning to the WEEU morning show to really find out. This show gets posted on Monday morning at 3 a.m., but I think most people don't get it till after I'm off the air. So tune in, or you've already tuned in. Yeah, you don't know. Either way, every weekday morning, 6 to 9, on the WEEU morning show. When I was on vacation, you filled in, and then congratulations are in order, Dan. You are the new afternoon co-host on Good Afternoon Berks Country on WEEU. So you went from a week of uh, hosting the WEEU Morning Show uh, from the prior week of being a fill-in guy to now having an everyday airtime slot. Uh, How has your life changed as a new full-time on-air host? Rapidly and uh, (laughs) yet not at all. (laughs) But I absolutely love it. Um, Those two hours, they just absolutely fly. It's so fun doing the show with Matt. And 
I, I'm just so lucky to actually, you know, work at a place where I've, I've moved up so quickly. I've yeah, gotten, really, it's, it's, it's disgusting. Yeah, I've gotten... You've advanced much further than I have in my career <laughs> in a very short time. But I just, I love being there. I love uh, I love what we do, and, uh, you know, it's a good place. Well, we we're happy to have you, and good to have you here on the podcast, but uh, good to be alive as well. That's for sure. Yeah, good to be alive. So, yeah, I've never, I've never in all my years golfing fallen out of a golf cart, and I do it once with one of the highest people in the uh, company. And keep in mind, Prior to that, in front of him, the COO, and the CEO, I did run into a client on a softball field at First Energy Stadium. So it's been a real killer month. Yeah, you've been knocking it out of the park, as they say. I've been really knocking knocking it dead, Yeah, quite literally. Uh, thank you very much. <laughs> All right, let's dive into some drinks and some snacks. Then I have a quick question for you here on episode 62 of the 222 Podcast, which is brought to you by Clingers Pubs. Get on over to clingerspubs.com for more information on all three great locations. That's Clingers on Clarsonia, Clingers of Fleetwood, and Clingers at the airport. So we're going to try the second of the Steez teas that you brought in for us last week. Last week's was a was it a mango? Peach? Oh, mango! I knew it was a uh, tasty citrus bit. This week we have the blueberry pomegranate. I'm more excited about this one. What are your feelings on like pomegranate in general? Like, do you drink that pomegranate juice that is supposed to be like a superfood? No, I do not. But I do like pomegranate. Uh, it's actually really good uh, if you mix it in blueberry juice. So oh, there you go. This is right up your alley. Then this yeah. is blueberry pomegranate iced green tea uh, again this is that organic steez tea which i thought was going to be much more expensive than it was you said it was like a dollar 89 or something for i think it was like uh, three something for the two there so, you go not, not bad. too bad at all all right dive in there let me know what you think it does smell very blueberry and it has that pomegranate smell that you get in a lot of these juices that include that I think again, it's it's. Uh, I, th- I like it better than the mango, one hundred percent on the first sip. I do like it better than the mango as well. Still, like I don't know that I'm going to pick this up. I know it says organic on it. I know it's supposed to be good for you because it has all the uh, healthy ingredients. But there's no way I'm going to choose this over Clover Farms icy tea. Like it's just not going to happen. See, I I would disagree with you there. Okay. I, I would grab this over the icy tea. Um, I'm not really a big icy tea guy. I think we talked about that last week, but um. As far as green tea goes, I mean, this is good green tea. It is, because sometimes green tea just has, Ugh. like, a very weedy taste to yeah, it. And, and I don't mean, like, pot weed. No, I, I know mean, what like, you mean. You know, like, you got like you ripped something out of a garden and then threw it in a pot and boiled it up. Yeah, exactly. I, I can exactly get what you're getting at. But uh, this, it's just light, and it's not, like... It is it's very not, light. It's not too sweet. So if you're just trying to grab, you know, like, a nice, just light tea, I think it's pretty good. On a good hot day, uh, maybe I could finish a can of that. But I, I, don't, I don't honestly think I'm ever going to pick up a, a can of it. I yeah. It's not terrible. It just, it didn't... Uh, didn't grab me, you know mm-hmm. what I mean? No, right. I definitely feel you. Let's jump into your snack because I know you, uh, once it got here and you ruined your mom's Friday evening, you were very <laughs> excited to have it. Yeah, yeah. So these uh, Teddy Soft Bakes, it looks... Uh, it's a Teddy Graham you could type probably snack. You explain it a little better than I could. No, I think you were doing good. I think it's a. I think it's the same type of deal, though. It has the same branding as the Teddy Grahams that we ate as kids. You used to eat those when you were a kid, right? Yeah, exactly. So it's kind of like a tasty cake, I'm guessing, like a tasty cake, soft uh, soft little thing. So let's dive in. So six individual packs. Ooh. There you go. This has vanilla filling in it. So this is kind of like a, um, uh, I don't want to say, a, is it a, would you call it a ding-dong? It's kind of a ding-dong, yeah. So they had different flavors. <laughs> this one is the, the chocolate one. It's also then... like a devil dog. Yeah, it is like a devil dog, yeah. <laughs> I like those. And uh, what was the other Whoa. one? Uh, uh, Ho-Ho was another one. By the way, 
This thing is creepy. Yeah, it's creepy looking. <laughs> it's like staring into my soul. It's got dead eyes. Yeah, so it's it's like a, a teddy bear, but with yeah, dead eyes. It has dead, hollow eyes. It looks like there's supposed to be eyes there, but some creepy elf came before us and ripped the eyes out of the Teddy Graham baked Teddy snack thing. Yeah, I don't know if I would give this to a kid. This is what no. nightmares are made if, of. If your kid dresses up for Halloween and goes out trick-or-treating <laughs> and like runs into some monsters while he's trick-or-treating, and then he comes home to have a snack to calm his nerves oh. and opens this, you're done. It's all over. Um, I don't see any vanilla filling. Do you? Did it's you get, in there. It's, in the, um, it's up there in the head. This is interesting. <laughs> it's no. up there in the head. It is. It's, it's just like ran, it's like its brain. And they then it's, they really skimped on the vanilla filling. Yeah, I'm not getting like... It's like they just put in two little dots of it. Yeah. Also, the cake is a weird consistency. Yeah. I was really excited for these, and this is a pretty big letdown. I know you were. Um, it's very it's very spongy. It is. A lot of air. By the way, do you see how many calories are in this thing? I probably don't want to look. 120. I'm going to stop eating now. <laughs> That's a lot for that little cake. <laughs> I mean, it's not great. I'd rather drink the tea. Yeah, have that. That was a disappointment. From the look of the teddy uh, bear itself to its creepy dead eyes and uh, the entire consistency and the lack of vanilla filling. Like there wasn't any filling. I didn't get any of it. Even the part that I bit that was just straight filling. Yeah. You don't even get any flavor of it. What is your top ranked snack dessert item? Like pastry snack? Kinda? Yes, that has a vanilla filling in it. Because I have mine right away. Um. I'll give you a second to think about it, because I used to eat these when I was a uh, youth that uh, shopped in the Husky department of your local department stores. I shopped there. I would uh, just live on oatmeal cream pies. Oatmeal cream pies, Mm. like the Little Debbie John. The Little Debbie oatmeal cream pies, which, by the way, either it's just because I'm bigger uh, than I was when I was a child, but the oatmeal cream pies are smaller in 2017 than they were in, like, 1992. Yeah. I stand by that. No, I would agree. I think you're right. That's the first thing I would do. Like, if Marty McFly and Doc Brown <laughs> drove a DeLorean yeah. up to my uh, front of the 222 World Headquarters here, I would hop in, I would go back to 1992, and I would buy an oatmeal cream pie, bring it back to the future. And show people. And compare it to this one and show people. I would go right to little Debbie herself and go, listen, Deb. I don't know what you're trying to get over on us, Yeah, but this has got to stop. It has to. I want this size cream pie, and I'm not paying a nickel more. No. By the way, you can't be Little Debbie 50 years after being Little Debbie. Yeah, at some point you grow up. You're Big Debbie now. Yeah, I agree. Little Debbie. She's up to something with her mini cream pies, but so mine, I would say, um, delicious. Um, I say, I guess they're called Swiss rolls or uh, or ho called. What do you prefer to call them? I like the ho ho because it's more fun to say, and it's almost Santa Claus. It's more fun to say. <laughs> it, it's you feel like you're just uh, spreading the joy of Christmas all year round. Exactly. Yeah, ho ho. Yeah, I played the other morning when uh, Paul Roberts spoke with your old coach from uh, Burke's Catholic. Oh yeah, and he uh, interviewed him and asked him about your days at Burke's Catholic and Holy Name. I guess it was Holy Name back when you went. Mm-hmm. And I played the Hey, it's Dan Newbert that I have from your uh, holiday greeting. Yeah, there which, you go. Hey, which is a big big hit. Yeah. All right, let's get to my drink here. Um, I went with a beer from Sierra Nevada. And uh, they have a lot of great options. Hard to go wrong with anything from Sierra Nevada. And I know you and Robbie both, so I want to save a bottle of this for Robbie, are not IPA fans. So I found Sierra Nevada's Nooner Pilsner. That looks good. Doesn't that look good? Yeah, I I like Sierra Nevada's beers. Here, Yep, let's give you a little bit because if you like this, 
you may have the whole bottle. What? Yes. Look at that. So if not, um, there you go. Give that a little try. Let me know what you out. think. Let me read a little bit. Uh, German-style Pilsners are the original session beers. Nooner is our version of this classic style loaded with floral and spicy hop flavor and balanced by a crisp and dry finish. That is a really, really good beer. That beer is for you then. I will reach wow. out the cooler and I will pull out my own uh, Nooner. And it's just fun to say, let's be honest. Yeah. Nooner Pilsner from Sierra Nevada. So uh, tell me what you like about it. It's just, I mean, as far as Pilsners go, that's probably one of my top. And uh, how you said, you do get that that floral taste. It is kind of... You know, you, you definitely get that. But, um, man. It's a it's, very clean, crisp beer. It definitely is. Yeah, you don't get any real aftertaste. Nope. It's just crisp. And, uh, man, this is a good beer. It's really drinkable. It is. Nooner Pilsner packs big flavor into an easy-drinking beer that's fit for friends and afternoon adventure. Nooner is our take on the classic German Pilsner filled with bright and zesty whole cone hop flavor with a crisp, dry finish. The perfect pick for wherever the day may take you. Yeah, I mean, definitely you get that hop, and I'm really, once it gets too hoppy, I'm not into it. It starts tasting like shampoo to me, but <laughs> this is the perfect amount. It's just that little bit of bite, and it really is crisp. You know, I've never once... You've never heard that? ...taken a drag of any beer and went, mmm, I get a real head and shoulders vibe here. The one, I, it's called, I don't know if I'm allowed to say this on the podcast, it's called the Raging Bitch. You may say that's from Flying Dog. Yeah. It's and, the name of a beer. And it's like uh, Inglorious Bastards... From Quentin Tarantino. Yeah, you're allowed to say it. Yeah, it's, it's like, I'm not going to call anybody that, yeah. but that's the name of the movie. Gotcha. Well, that, the first sip that I had, I literally spit it out because it was so hoppy. <laughs> I said, did you put shampoo in that? I seriously said it tasted like head and shoulders, exactly. So that's that's my beer, uh, my beer expertise. Speaking of shampoo, <laughs> I don't know why I use shampoo, but I still do. Really? I, I, someone told me. Wouldn't you just use body wash? Here's the thing. If some random attractive girl I used to date tells me something, I will believe it for the rest of my life. Like, one girl I went out with once told me not to put fabric softener sheets in when you dry towels. I do that, too. And I thought, yeah, makes sense. Okay, yeah. whatever, you're hot. So <laughs> She knows about towels. So I stopped, Look at her. So I stopped doing it, and I put a load of towels in, and I told Julie, and I was all proud of myself because I wanted to show off. Like, yeah. I know what I'm doing all around a dryer, babe. Oh, yeah. And I went, hey, hon, I want to let you know I didn't put any dryer sheets in with those towels. And she's like, why? Because you don't put dryer. I, I was told by a girl. <laughs> you don't put dryer. So now I put dryer seats in because I was told. For some reason, I think a girl told me that even if you're bald, <laughs> that you should still use shampoo because that uh, there's certain moisturizers and stuff in there that are good for your scalp. Oh, I believe that. Yeah, that's probably true. All right. <laughs> no, that actually is probably true. It sounds good, doesn't yeah. it? It sounds really good. I it maybe she works for Big Shampoo and she, <laughs> she was just probably does, yeah. She was just trying to, you know, keep getting the money out of me. <laughs> I don't know what her deal was, but now I believe in that. So I continue to buy giant bottles of shampoo at Sam's Club, which because I'm bald and I put that much shampoo like I put <laughs> a beer you like 44 years. I put a beer bottle cap size dollop on my hand of shampoo and I just rub it around my head for 10 seconds and I rinse it like that. It's not even on long enough to do any good, but I accidentally instead of buying regular shampoo, bought a uh, shampoo that like really fights dandruff like it's extra stink, extra stink, extra strength <laughs> and it ex it is extra stink too. Dandruff shampoo and it tingles and if you ah, so you probably like it. No, it hurts. Oh no. And if you get it in your eyes, it's end of days. So why would you just 
I, I would say, you know, move on to it. Because I bought a big bottle and it was oh, expensive. Oh, so now you're stuck. I'm stuck for like the next... I I won't be done with that <laughs> bottle of champagne because I got it in like a two-pack. No. So I'm only like three quarters, not even, I'm like a quarter of the way through this giant bottle of shampoo and I'll have that until probably my 45th birthday. Wow. So it's just... But every time I get it in my eye, like if I'm trying to hurry up and take a shower... It's rough. Because I don't turn around anymore because what's the point? I just kind of rinse it down. I, I am the most sad. Like I just... I rinse... Just let it fall over you. Yes. I, <laughs> just have your head down. I rinse my head like a... Uh, like, I'm, like I'm in a deep depression. Like I just... <laughs> I stand under the shower... <laughs> And I just bow my shoulders, Aww. and I just put my head down. And I just let Aww. the water cascade down my face, and I'm like, Rrr. and then I do that for like, I don't know, 15 seconds, and I'm done. And I open my eyes, and then it burns. Man, yeah, that's so rough. It's a good time. Um, all right, my snack. I've been looking forward to these. Uh, I. What are your thoughts on the frito? I'm not a big Frito guy unless it's inside of a burrito from Taco Bell. I've never had that. Oh, it's good. I've never eaten. I've eaten like two things from Taco Bell my entire life. Well, it's not that great, but <laughs> oh, it's good. It's not that great. No, it, 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 it's good after you've had a couple nooners. That's the time when it's good. I gotta, I gotta. There, there's always stuff I see. I feel like Taco Bell more than any other fast food restaurant. The stuff that the really thin, good-looking people in the commercials are eating. It's not going to look that way when I get it from the Taco Bell down the street. It has never looked that way, no, ever, never. ever. Never. <laughs> never in a million years. No. Uh, so I like Fritos in, like, theory, but I never get them. Like, I'll occasionally, once every seven months, get a bag of Fritos at a convenience store, and I'll eat it in the car and be like, these are really good. Yeah. My problem with Fritos is they're too greasy. They're like the greasiest of the snack foods. Really? See, I don't eat them enough to uh, really ever get that. I feel like they're super greasy, which makes them hard to eat in the car because then you get grease Frito schmear all over your steering wheel, and that's, that's no, no good. good. Yeah. <laughs> that's no good. No. So, uh, but I saw these. These are brand new, and I'm in for the uh, spicy jalapeno. These are spicy jalapeno Fritos, so I'm super excited to give these a go. Uh, I hope that they have the spice that we're hoping for. Yeah. Give them a... They smell like they smell sweet jalapeno to me. I like you don't mess around. You just got to go for it. There's not any heat. It's a little heat. It's not overwhelming, though. Here's the thing. They're good. They're not not good. Mm-mm. I'm just not sure I would really call them spicy jalapeno. As them as like a sweet heat, I think, you would, uh, I think, I think you'd be dead on. Yeah, I think that's more, uh, more spot on. Like there. I'd eat that entire bag. Yeah. No, they're good. Definitely better than just... Uh, plain frito but uh yeah it's not really uh when you think jalapeno you think you're gonna be going a little bit but no they're really not that hot no very good though they are tasty i will say mm-hmm. that all right let's go through some rankings here let's start with your uh steez iced tea this was the blueberry pomegranate variety um so i think i gave the mango a three so i'll give that one it was better i'll give it a 3.5 i don't know what i gave that last one i don't remember but i'm gonna give that I think I I might have given the mango the same thing. It, they just don't they don't thrill me. They don't completely disappoint me. They're just an average drink in my eyes. I'm gonna give them a two and a half, right down the middle. Mm-hmm. All right, how about your creepy Teddy soft bake snacks? Uh, and by the way, uh, Dan bought these. He went out and made a little special run this afternoon to get these uh, snacks that he then ruined again his his mother's uh, Friday night by making him drive to Austin's, making her drive to Austin's. Thanks, to drop mom. Off his snacks. Thanks, Mrs. Newbert. Um, uh, he, when he bought his big uh, bag of snacks, he uh, 
laid some game on the cashier. Oh yeah, well she was she was saying those those Teddy those Teddy soft bakes those look pretty good, and I was like, yeah, you know, I'm going to try them on a podcast tonight. They're uh, their thing, the 222 podcast. So you get that plug out there. I'm going to go sit in a middle aged man's basement and talk about snacks and yeah. how and how he rinses his head. And she was like, who <laughs> me? Oh my! And then she went, nice shirt. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it capped it all off. But uh, but she was saying that the, the Teddy Softbakes looked really good, and I was excited for them, too. Um, so as far as the... Um, you should drive back and tell her she was really wrong. Yeah, I am going to tell her. I am going to tell her. But, uh, man, as far as the, you know, the, uh, the presentation, if you're trying to scare the bejesus out of people, <laughs> you got to give it a five. But on the taste, which we're actually judging it on... Yes. That thing was not good. I would not eat it again. Would not suggest it to anyone. That's a zero. Snack. How many snacks are judged by creepability? If that's uh, a word, I don't think any of them. No, no, I don't think so either. <laughs> but this one needs to be. If you would like your child to have a sleepless night, give these to uh, your kid as a bedtime snack. Yep. Yep. My point. <coughs> I'm dying. Don't die, please. Because <coughs> I cannot. I cannot judge. I cannot guide this well, podcast. I almost. Uh, a spicy jalapeno almost killed me. Oh, um, wow. Give it a good score. Um, we, uh, if, um, <laughs> oh my gosh. The teddy bake is not good. The teddy bake is not good. Again, if you want your kid to stay up late, do what we did. Uh, tell, let your kids see something that's going to frighten them right before they go to bed. My wife read my <laughs> daughter uh, the first Harry Potter book. They were reading it together. Oh, no. And the last night we were at the beach and we were packing and we wanted to get a good night's sleep for the drive home. They decided that they would watch the first Harry Potter movie. That's not good. Now, in the first There's Harry, some spiders in there. In the first Harry Potter movie, uh, Voldemort, he who shall not be mentioned, um, he sh- pops up on the back of another guy's head oh, who wears really a turban. really creepy. It's really weird. It's even creepy to me. Freaked my daughter out. I don't blame her. She could not sleep. I, I still can't. So, like, I had to sleep on the sofa. <laughs> she was in our bed down at the beach. It was just mass cast, and nobody slept more than 90 minutes that night. And if you would like that kind of night with your kid, if you would like to scar them for at least 48 hours, Teddy soft bakes are the way to go. Or let them watch the first Harry Potter before they're ready. Yeah, one or, one or two. Or just let them listen to the uh, 38 seconds of the podcast where I could not speak and nearly died because uh, half of Frito went down my throat. I was genuinely concerned there for like a good Yeah, but 30. you weren't concerned for me. I was. You were concerned that you would have to finish the podcast with my dead rotting corpse next to you. Yeah, but then I would have to deal with the dead rotting corpse after the podcast was done. <laughs> you go, hey, uh, Mrs. Keller, <laughs> Julie, I, uh, <clears throat> I think your husband died. <laughs> Don't worry. I recorded Monday's show. Yeah, it's in there. <laughs> I don't know what to do with Pod it. Podbean and the Apple Podcast app, Monday morning. <laughs> All right, let's get to uh, my drink here, the Sierra Nevada Nooner Pilsner. Uh, you were really excited about this one. Yeah, this was a good beer, and, uh, you know, I'm going to go, uh, you know, not a crazy score. I'll go, I'll go a four with it. I'm with you. I think this, uh, again, Pilsner, by far not my favorite uh, variety of beer. But this, on a nice hot day in the summer, or even, you know what, on a day like today, which wasn't overwhelmingly warm, it was just kind of, uh, you know, high 70s. Every now and then it felt like the humidity popped up, but it was just a beautiful day. I could sit on a porch or go to a picnic yeah. and down a handful of these easy. That's what I was just about to say. Is it's it's definitely, you know, a, a lawn chair, a yep. barbecue beer. It's yep. good. You play some beers be with this beer and Ooh. have yourself quite the time. I'm going to give it a four as well. The Sierra Nevada Nooner Pilsner is excellent. And these Frito Spicy Jalapeno Chips, they're not bad, but part of how we rate snacks here 
is how they are also advertised. They're advertised as spicy jalapeno. I don't believe they're spicy. Uh, however, there is enough uh, kick to them to obviously nearly kill a grown man. Uh, I will give them. Uh, <laughs> we'll give them like a three. I will give them a three. I'm gonna go uh, two point five just oh, okay. because I'm not a big Frito guy. Yeah. But, uh, but they were good. They and, were good. Uh, no, they were definitely eatable. But as you said, not advertised correctly whatsoever. They are. They are tasting. And the more I eat them. When they don't hurt me, the uh, more I like them. So I guess I, you're right. Two point five is kind of a, a pretty low score for for they were good. So I'll give them a three. All right, you can do whatever you want. No, I'll give them a three. Okay, <laughs> this is important. <laughs> sure is. You got to be true to the rankings. There you go. Those are our snacks and our drinks for today. Hey, uh, let me ask you a quick question because I kind of uh, teased this last week. We didn't get to it. I want to just uh, talk about this real quick, and then I want to get to this other story that we uh, talked about in the open. Uh, if we have a couple minutes, because we have a uh, we have a movie that we have to go see, so we have to be out of here in the next uh 10 to 15 minutes oh yeah hot we're, date we're going to see uh we're going to see the hitman's bodyguard robbie is he upset again i didn't tell him about this uh, he is gonna be upset <laughs> he's not gonna be happy about no this. he's not, he's, not gonna I mean, he's gonna beat me up when he comes back i, I feel I'm like gonna get a captain insano slam have you ever been in the figure four leg lock no but i'm gonna be in one have you ever been in the walls of jericho i'm gonna be in there too <laughs> Have you ever been in the Cobra Clutch? No, but I have a feeling I'm, I'm on a beeline there. There's a Stone Cold Stunner Man. with your name on it. He's not going to be happy about this. This was a movie that we DDT we bookmarked as a Mike and Robbie movie. Oh, this is messed up. <laughs> no, I don't even know if I can go now. Robbie is seriously going to beat me up, and he's not a he's he's a big guy. He's a big guy. This is messed up. He probably won't do it himself. He'll just sick his dog on you the way that dog nearly attacked me. Son could probably beat me up. (coughs) Well, if it ever comes. Um, but, uh, yeah, so we're going to see uh, the uh, Hitman's Bodyguard here tonight, uh, late night, if I can stay awake. Do you mind if I take a nap on your shoulder? No, it doesn't bother me. It's been a long day. It's a very nappable shoulder. It is very nappable. And I don't, I don't want to drool. You're, it's moisture wicking, so I can drool all over that shirt. Yes, It'll be sir. just fine. Uh, you're a grown man. Yeah, I like to think of <laughs> think of myself as so. What's your age now, if you don't mind me asking? Twenty four. You're twenty four. Uh, that's right. You you had a birthday the day after my birthday. Yes, sir. I just turned thirty nine. I have been driving successfully for twenty three years of my life. The majority of my life, I have had my driver's license and I have uh, done uh, a okay. Mm-hmm. I have not had all that many incidents. I think I really only had uh, one accident, and it really wasn't my fault. So everything. Pretty smoothly behind the wheel. But there are certain people that when I'm driving and they're in the car, I turn into that 16-year-old who's only been driving for eight months. And even though I'm a very attentive driver, there are certain people when they get in the car, I feel like I have to be like hyper attentive. You just get super nervous. Yes. I, I know exactly what you mean. But I should I'm thirty nine like you I get it with you. And I'm not sure yeah. you're twenty four. You've been driving for eight years, but you still and I'm not saying this in a derogatory term, you still live with your parents, so it's like it's I feel like it's a different vibe. No, I'm definitely thirty nine years old. I have a wife, yeah. I have a daughter, and yet there were like a handful of people. When they get in the car, <laughs> I just become a mess behind the wheel. And I go from being again a person who's driving but like you know when you drive, you look around. Yeah. You're taking in the scenery. Yeah. I don't do that all that much, but when I feel like when I do it, because I haven't been doing it, I, like, lose myself. And all of a sudden, I realize I'm looking way too long. And you're like, I'm driving. And I'm driving. And oh, I, man. like, slam. I just, I do dumb stuff, and I don't know why when certain people are in the car. I can understand that, though. <laughs> 
Was that me or was that you? <laughs> that was me. Some weird noise just came out yeah, of my Yeah, but I throat. can understand. Uh, I can definitely understand that. And, uh, I mean, I don't think the age has anything to do with it. To get nervous, it happens. But I feel, I, I think it's, with me, it's because I still, there are some people I feel like a little kid around. Okay, like but my, that's kind of good, I guess. Like you my keep, parent, when my dad gets in the car, when my wife, when my daughter, not my daughter, when my mother gets in the car, and especially more than anybody else in the world, when I drive and my in-laws are in the car, I feel like I have to be a perfect driver. I can understand that, and it just it drives me crazy. Like I feel like I'm 39. Yeah, but I don't think you're alone in that. You don't think so? No, I don't think, especially with the in-laws. I'm sure more people than maybe that they would admit. You're you're willing to talk about it into a microphone, but yeah. some, some people might not admit it. I, and especially there are times, and this is a uh, bit that my father-in-law likes to do. I don't think he does it in a way. I just think that this is, you know, he sometimes likes to hand the keys over. He will just, like, say, Mike, you want to drive? But it's not my car. Yeah. He gives me the keys oh, no. to his vehicle. Yeah, that's enough to get you thinking so, a little bit. So now yeah. I got him in the passenger seat, my mother-in-law in the back seat, and my wife and daughter sitting back there with her. And now it's just like, and it's a completely different vehicle than when I drive. Yeah, exactly. So you got to get, you know, the speed, how it brakes, all that. Man, I can understand how you're a little bit nervous. I just, I don't, I feel like I should be over that. And I feel <laughs> like it's, it's never going, I'm never going to be able in my entire life to get past. You know? Oh, well. It's it's your cross to bear. Oh, well, he says. <laughs> it's your burden. I don't care, man. There you go. No, you got it. <laughs> I was trying to pump you up. You're pumping me up all right. <laughs> hey, real quick, how about this story? I want to read this to you. And this is the story I talked about earlier, I spoke about earlier when I said, I don't really have a problem with it because it's the way of the world. Mm -hmm. It's the food chain. Basically, that's what it boils down to, the food chain. But I totally get where the people on the other side of the fence here were the activists, I absolutely get where they're coming from. Let me just read you this story. My curiosity is peaked. British firefighters back in February rescued 18 piglets and two sows from a burning barn where more than 60 tons of hay had caught fire. Fast forward. It was February. Mm -hmm. Six months from February, now. Okay. Six months later, the firefighters were reunited with the pigs. Ah. After the two-week-old piglets were saved from the farm... The uh, farm promised to bring sausages to the firefighters once the animals had been fattened up. Wait, the same ones that they saved? Yes. Oh, no. So, so the farm manager. <laughs> oh, this is kind of dark. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> like, I have no problem. I had sausage tonight. Yeah, I eat sausage. It was delicious. If someone mm -hmm. walked in here with a buffet table bowl presentation of ham i would make sweet love to that ham <laughs> yeah. with my eyes you know yeah. what i mean i would look at that ham until like the ham was uncomfortable <laughs> hey, you gotta come on guy <laughs> back off man yeah i mean i have no problem with it i love ham but if you, when you save the animals and then the animals wow. are specifically fattened up so in six months, you can eat them. Why, why didn't you just cook them when you had the chance? <laughs> just leave them in the fire. fire. That's what I'm saying. You got bacon. You got ham. You got your pork loin. You got everything. It there. sounds delicious. Yeah. Why, I mean. So the farm manager, Rachel Rivers, <laughs> she described it to the BBC as a good way of saying thank you. 
The firefighters appeared to appreciate the gesture, calling it a chance to sample the fruits of our labor. Oh, my goodness. And declaring the sausages fantastic. The uh, fruits of our labor. That's where it gets even darker. The farm manager said of the gift, I'm sure vegetarians will hate this, and she wasn't wrong. The farmers and the firefighters each faced criticism on social media from people who found the situation morbid and cruel. The fire station removed a social media post that showed the firefighters grilling the sausages. I just imagine when they threw them on the grill. You remember that? Suey! <laughs> they removed the post that showed them grilling the sausages and apologized for causing offense. The farmer says firefighters gave the pigs an extra six months during which she gave them the best quality of life she could, letting them roam outside and eat organic foods. And at the end of the day, she's running a farm. We farm, she said. This is what we do. You can't keep them as pets now as i said sausage is delicious yeah i had some tonight it was amazing yeah but there's just something about your firefighter you run into a burning building you pull out these pigs and then, and then six months later eat you eat the pigs like what do you get, you get what i'm saying yeah it's just like what was the point of saving them it's just I, saving I guess, i'm saving them for myself i guess like, but it just at the end of the day, wow. morally, I have absolutely no problem with oh, it. Oh, yeah, yeah. I don't understand how an act... I mean, the the woman said it herself. Like, this is a farm. This is what we do. I don't think any activist really has any grounds to tell her what to do with her no. animals. But, but, uh, but if I was a like, firefighter... Yeah, it's just like... Man, and I hope none of the firefighters got injured during that rescue because then they're around eating the sausage, and he's just like, you know, Jim, he really got hurt, but man, these sausages, they're great. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, just, I just, wow. the whole thing, like, I read it, and I've read this story probably 10, 11 times. <laughs> and I don't, like, I've never, like, those stories, this story makes me feel the same way I felt when I looked into the eyes of the Teddy soft baked cake that you handed me. Just very, you uncomfortable. know, uncomfortable, yeah. unsettled. I feel icky on the inside. Yeah, yeah, I understand that. Yeah, I don't want to, like, I'm not against it, but there's just something about it that makes me feel really weird inside. Wow. And finally, we'll wrap things up with this. Have you ever attempted or maybe done it successfully, whether it's a sporting event or maybe a, a show? Have you ever tried to, I don't want to call it contraband, because that makes it sound like it's really bad, but have you ever attempted to uh, sneak food or drink into an establishment that does not allow outside food or drink. Yeah, I'm sure I have. I can't think of a story off the top of my head, but I'm sure, you know, at a movie theater or something. Well, I can tell you one thing I've done numerous times. I have taken peanuts into a baseball stadium. Like down at Citizens Bank Park, uh, I think they may have loosened up their laws and their rules and what they prohibit and what they don't, but uh, they do to not allow you to bring food from the outside. And I would wear cargo shorts and or cargo pants. And really, if anyone looked at me, either I had peanuts stuffed into my cargo shorts and cargo pants so much so that I looked like the Stay Puff Marshmallow Man. <laughs> or I was just, I, I had, like, I, I went to Build-A-Bear prior to coming there. Just like stuff, stuffing just, in. Yeah, just put stuffing. <laughs> like, I didn't build a bear. I just built my shorts. There you go. At Build-A-Bear. Like, it was just ridiculous. But I would just sneak peanuts wow. into ballparks. I'm a crazy Really man. inconspicuous as well. <laughs> over and over and over again. Well, this woman wanted to sneak some booze into a racetrack, and she took it to a whole new level, and it didn't work. But my God, if I don't just recognize and appreciate and tip my hat to her because of her hustle, Dan Newbert. This woman 
was caught by security guards at a British racetrack, and they shared photo as she tried to smuggle vodka <laughs> inside a sandwich. That is amazing. She took a hoagie roll, and I'm guessing she <laughs> hollowed the hoagie roll out a little bit, and she didn't just like take a little like airplane bottle size uh, vodka bottle and try to stick it in between two pieces of wheat bread. She got a giant hoagie roll and put a big bottle of vodka in that hoagie roll, it's just short of like a jug handle. Yeah, it's it's definitely uh, not the uh, best of hiding places. No, it was tweeted out by the Southwell Race Course, and it shows they call it the baguette sandwich containing salami, tomato, and a bottle of Glenn's vodka. There you go. They said you hide it, we find it. The race course said the sandwich a contraband. Uh, the sandwich's contraband's contents were seized, and the woman was told she could pick it up on her way out of the venue. I like how they didn't throw it away. They we'll have this way. For yeah, you. we'll hold on this. We'll hold on to this for you, so you can have it on your way out. Because obviously, this is just too good to throw away. So We're keeping the sandwich, though. <laughs> yeah, kept the bread. <laughs> you can have Glenn's vodka. I don't know who the hell Glenn is. He sounds like a cool guy. <laughs> he does sound like a, I don't know if he would approve. No. You know how some um, uh, some products will have a recipe on the back. Yeah. What if Glenn's vodka? <laughs> it's like the sandwich. Had the sandwich recipe on the Glenn's back. Glenn's vodka sandwich. Take the very best piece of fresh French baguette that you can find. Find a nice piece of hard salami, two pieces of provolone, slather it with your favorite spicy <laughs> mustard, and then add a bottle of Glenn's vodka. I feel like that was too nice. Glenn would probably be more like, put my vodka in a sandwich. It'll be good for you. I feel like, is, has there ever been a Russian guy named Glenn? No. Hey, Vladimir. Yeah. I don't do a Russian accent. It was good enough. <laughs> Thank you. Uh, that was episode 62 of the 222 podcast mm. right here on readyneagle.com slash 222. There was something else I wanted to get to that we'll talk about next week while out at the Taste of Hamburger Festival, folks. Woo! That's right. We're going to be broadcasting live from the Taste of Hamburger Festival. Myself, Dan Newbert, tells me he's going to be there with me and... Uh, Kate Schmate, our friend Kate, will be joining us that Saturday, September 2nd, right around 2 p.m. Keep your eyeballs focused, kind of like the dead eyes of the Tasty Soft Bake. Keep them focused <laughs> on our social media, whether it's Facebook, Facebook.com slash Mike and Robbie, or up on Twitter, at Mike and Robbie. We'll let you know our broadcast location, and we will let you know what time for sure we're going to be broadcasting live. Dan, do not wear that shirt. Because it will not be on Facebook Live, but if you'd like to wear it for the fans. We'll see how they pull it. <laughs> we'll pull it. We'll put that up. We'll say, does Dan fill this shirt out? And do you want to see him wear this at the Taste of Hamburger Festival on Saturday, September 2nd? It's the 222 Podcast for the very first time, live out in public. Exciting. This is going to be great. We can't wait to see you. It's still brought to you by Clingers Pubs. Visit ClingersPubs.com for more information on all three great locations. We told you how the Clingers Pubs relates to Game of Thrones in the open, and I think I nailed it. it you killed it with steez. <laughs> Thank you so much. I steezed all over that Clingers Pubs promotion. It's yeah. ClingersPubs.com, Clingers on Carsonia, Clingers at the airport, and Clingers of Fleetwood. You can't go wrong no matter where you go for a good time and a great ice-cold beverage. Robbie, Leah, Chase, hurry up, Chase. We're thinking about you. Get well. Uh, get that baby out, and uh, we will talk to you real soon right here on the 222 Podcast. Dan, what would you like to say to these animals? Thanks for listening. <laughs> he fills that shirt out with Steve's, folks. Have a wonderful, wonderful <laughs> week. We'll talk to you 
next Saturday, live. Hopefully you come out and see us at the Taste of Hamburger Fest on Saturday, September 2nd. Have a great week, everybody.